It's my honor now to introduce our dinner speaker, Stacy Dash, who you may remember as Dion in the 1995 hit movie we've been playing here, uh, Clueless. What a great movie. We were talking at our table about some of the scenes and some of the characters. And Stacy, you look just like you did in the movie in 1995. <laughs> you look just as beautiful. <laughs> Stacy writes about Clueless in her uh, soon-to-be-released book. Uh, I got to get a little look at it. Margie, let me take a look at it. It's called There Goes My Social Life, From Clueless to Conservative. And she writes in her book how the script was based on Jane Austen's classic 1815 novel, Emma. And she writes, well, it was a loose interpretation, but the basic plot lines and characters were there, and that's the truth. So in the movie, instead of taking place in the early 19th century countryside, like the novel, Clueless is set in a Beverly Hills high school. And like Emma, the Clueless main character is attractive, wealthy, and spoiled, and her best friend, well-dressed and smart, Dion, that was Stacy's part in Clueless. And it is one of those timeless movies. Uh, Pam and I were saying, we're going to pull it out and watch the whole thing again because it's such a fun movie. And it was the script of that movie uh, that revealed 90s Beverly Hills lingo to America. And Stacy writes in her book that these words and expressions became a major part of the way many teens speak. And watching the movie now, you can't really appreciate the innovative slang because it has become a part, uh, ingrained in our language today. But there are few phrases and words that Stacy listed in the book that were introduced uh, to our culture in the movie that I just, I just wanted to review with you. I think you know them all, uh, but um, one of my favorites, whatever. <laughs> That's an ex exclamation, a dismissive word used to end an argument or indicate a lack of interest in continuing the conversation. <laughs> and then my second favorite is, as if. That's a conjunctional phrase that means there's no way I'm going to do that. <laughs> Couple of the others. A Betty and a Barney, that's nouns. It means a pretty girl and an ugly guy. <laughs> postal, and this is a variation of going postal, which is a verb, as an adjective. It was earlier, it means crazy and nutty. And then there's so many, but the last one is a Monet. This is a noun, and it means someone who looks really good from far away, but then, <laughs> like, like an impressionist painting, when you get up close, it's a big mess. <laughs> there's lots more, but until I read the proof of Stacy's book, I never knew that these words were all introduced from California to America in the movie Clueless. I didn't know that. Stacy's been in dozens of other movies and TV shows, including movies Renaissance, Renaissance Man, More Money, and View from the Top, and TV shows like CSI, X's, X-Men, The Cosby Show, Clueless, the TV series, and even Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. <laughs> Once she came out in Hollywood as a conservative, she shifted to utilizing her unique positioning as a well-known actress to voice her opinions and encourage discussion on topics ranging from pop culture to national news and other issues across all media platforms. She joined Fox News Channel two years ago and currently serves as a contributor, and I love watching her on The Five. That's a great show. 
Stacey Dash has changed Hollywood and our country for the better. She has encouraged so many Americans, especially young women, like many of you in this room, to not be afraid to courageously speak out and work as hard as you can for what you believe in. Stacy makes us all stronger and more confident with her straightforward, honest, hard work, with the incredible transformation of her own life and her devotion to America's greatness. Please join me in welcoming Stacy Dash. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Claire Booth Institute, for having me. I'm, I feel very honored to be here, and it's so nice to see such beautiful young women, conservatives, who want to change this country and make it great again. Um, you know, I am, I am not a liberal, and I am not a feminist, because I'm not a coward. Um, I believe that the feminist movement has been hijacked by women who like to blame and, uh, you know, just become victims and instead of taking responsibility for what they want and what they want to do. There's always an excuse. It's like playing a gender card. And that is something that I don't do and it's cowardice. Claire, Claire Booth Lace, Luce embodied the very opposite of this. She was born into poverty. She created a heroic life of extraordinary accomplishment. The thought that she would consider herself a victim of patriarchal capitalism oppression would have been a tasteless joke to her, and it is to me. And I hope it is to you. Because, I mean, you know, we can't blame anything on anyone. We have to be responsible, and that's what part of being a conservative woman is, being responsible and being able to stand up for what you believe in and fight the good fight. Pretending to be a victim and taking responsibility for the mistakes you've made in life is the easy way, and believe me, <laughs> I know this more than you can imagine. If anyone could claim to be a victim in life, to toss responsibility around, <laughs> and not take it on myself, it is me. But I have chosen by the grace of God, and only by the grace of God, not to do that. To be responsible for my own mistakes, for my own life, for my own past, and for my future, for my destiny. Not to put it into anyone else's hands. So I definitely won't be you know, blaming it on any race card or, or gender card. And I would suggest that no one else do that either. Because you're all too beautiful too smart and you know, too strong to allow that to happen. Um, that's why I wrote my book, There Goes My Social Life, From Clueless to Conservative, for the purpose to help people understand, to help women in particular, to understand that no matter how badly life has treated you, no matter where you come from, no matter what school you've gone to or not gone to, no matter what your background is, it doesn't matter. You can do what you want if you take responsibility for your life and take the actions and work hard to achieve those dreams. But that's up to you. You have to decide what is your value, what are you worth, and what are you worth working for. So much has changed for the American 
women in the past hundred years. I mean, things have happened that our grandmothers would, you know, roll in their graves about. Our great grandmothers would not believe. We're driving cars. We're doing things that they could never imagine. My grandmother never drove a car in her life, um, and here I am driving a Challenger Rally Redline. <laughs> but on the way. You know, to us having all these victories in the movements of women, gaining our right to vote, gaining our right for equal pay, we've chipped away at the value of being a woman, being feminine. That somehow has been thrown to the side and been disregarded as being something bad. And I don't think it is. I think it's part of our power. I thought being feminine is part of being a woman and part of the power that we have that no one else does. You know, we are sexy, we are beautiful, we are intelligent, we are powerful, we are insightful. And these are all things that we can use. These are our gravitas that only we have to use. And we make the men in this world. We bring them into this world. They can't come here without us. <laughs> So we, we, the women of America, are a big part of making America great again. And we have to know that in our hearts. We need real gov empowerment for real women, real American women. We had a women's movement, and, and several of them. And like I said, we've won all of them, and they've chipped away at our values. And those values being a stay-at-home mother, which to me is the hardest job on the planet and should be applauded. Being a mother, I can tell you from, from experience, is the hardest job on the planet. And anyone who wants to do that should be applauded for that, not looked down upon because they decide they don't want to work in a boardroom. You know, they are just, they are working just as hard as you if you're working in a boardroom or if you're a lawyer or a publisher or whatever you are. They should be applauded and not looked down on. And also women who use whatever they have in their toolbox to get what they need. That's not a bad thing, and they should not be shamed for it. You know, you should use what God has given you, what God has graced you with, to get what you want, instead of blaming others or using excuses or using that gender card to say you didn't get this or that because maybe you didn't negotiate properly. Learn how to negotiate better. Give them, make them an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> the true feminist movement should be one that stresses that women are sexy, beautiful, powerful, intelligent, and brave. We must touch with the empowerment that can be gained from all these things, okay? Together, we have to use them all to get what we want back, and that is this country. We women have to stop blaming men for all of our downfalls and empowering them. Because the more we blame them, the less they become men. And, we, and you all know what I'm talking about. It's really hard to find a good man, a man that is really a man. And that is our job. Our job is to make them feel like men and to help them feel like men, not try to take their place. It's fine to walk alongside them and be equal with them, but we can't be them and they can't be us. And that is part of our power. Only we can do that. And as women, we have to learn how to do it. You know, it takes a certain kind of savvy that I think we all can learn and do to get what we want in this life. 
instead of trying to come at war with them because it won't work that way. We'll, we'll get pushed aside, they're bigger. <laughs> every woman must start using everything in her toolbox. We have so many useful, powerful, efficient tools just waiting for us to put them to work. And I think that if you've got those things, you know, if you find the value within yourself, and I, I would challenge all of you to go home and think about it. Think about what is your value? What are you worth? What's important to you? What's your genius? What are you willing to use to get what you want instead of an excuse about what you can't get? What can you get and how can you get it? I challenge you to do that because you'll be surprised at what you come up with. We must accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. <laughs> that means letting men be men and let us be women. Be grateful that you're a woman. We have the power. There's a reason that the queen on a chessboard is the only one that can move in any direction she wants as many times as she wants. Okay, let's not forget that. It's chess, not checkers. Our appearance should appear as our strength. Let your fashion flag fly. <laughs> I wasn't clueless after all. Fashion is a big, huge part of what I believe in and what you look like. You know, you don't want to dress like a man would dress if he were trying to dress like a woman. Okay, dress like a woman. <laughs> I would say a name, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Okay, by our very femininity, we create success in this country. As mothers, we create the leaders. Let's start acting like we do. Let's start taking on that power and accepting that power and letting that power make us feel strong and empowered because that is the only way. If we keep crying wolf, the only thing that's going to show up are wolves. No one's going to rescue us. We have to rescue ourselves. That's the only way we will gain respect, and that's the only way we will respect ourselves. We don't want to be victims. No one here wants to be a victim. You have to refuse to be a victim. I refuse to be a victim. I will not be a victim to anyone. I will not be a victim of my race. I will not be a victim of my gender. I will not be a victim of anything. I will find a way around everything, and I suggest that you all do the same, and I know you can. <clears throat> So stop playing the gender card. That's just giving you into the victim ideology. Vault above that excuse. Stop crying wolf. Like I said, when you cry wolf, only wolves show up. <laughs> so with respect to yourself, you can respect others and then gain that respect and move on with that respect and get everything that you want in this life. Start being a woman. Or start being a woman again if you've forgotten what that is. Some of us do. I mean, we get hurt. You know, we forget our value. Some of us need a man to validate us. Some of us don't, and I, I applaud you for that. But there are some of us who do, and I've been a victim of that. And you can read about that in my book. It's in my book, and it's, 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 it's a sad place to be, but it's also a very strong place to be because then you realize you have to come up from that ground when that man lets you down. And you have to be able to say, I'm going to build myself up with my own two feet. I'm going to pick myself up by my bootstraps. And I'm going to walk 
in the direction of my destiny on my own without anyone else because sometimes you are alone by yourself and that's okay because you've got God with you no matter what you do. Thank you. Thank so I suggest you start using your individuality. We're all different. God has made each and every one of us different. Each and every one of us has something that is very powerful within us that is not alike anyone else. And that is up to you to decide what that is. And that's why I challenge you to go home and think about that. Talk about that with God and ask him, what is it that is your destiny? What is it that God wants you to do for this world, for our country? for your fellow man. It's important. It's what's gonna help our next generation. We can't be selfish. We don't have time for that anymore. So with that, I would just like to close by saying, I believe in our country. I believe in us as women. I believe we are the strength and the backbone of this country. I believe that we make the men in this country. We give birth to them. We are mothers to them, we are wives to them, we are sisters to them, and we can build them up instead of tearing them down. And it's important because we can tear them down very easily. We know we can. <laughs> so I just, I look forward to seeing what all of you do with what I've just said and how you take this information and go forward in the world and make your mark and stand your ground and fight for what you believe in no matter who tells you you're wrong and tries to stop you. And that takes great bravery and I know you have it. By the grace of God, I know you have it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just some questions? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think she's a clear booth loose lady, you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stacey has time for a few questions. Um, all right. Uh, you want to call on people? You're yeah. to. Yes. All right. Wait for, the, wait for the mic, please. <laughs> Hi, Stacey. Um, Hi. I'm retired from the entertainment industry. I was a casting director. Um, I follow you on Twitter, and I know what you are facing. And I think you are the bravest woman I know. Thank you and I and God bless your work and God bless your words. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. No other questions? Okay. <laughs> Nobody else? Ask questions, yeah. please. <laughs> Now I know you referred to your past and you have a book coming out and you may not want to share, but can you share a little bit of what you, what adversity you yes. had to deal with? Um, I'm sure people would. I come from the South Bronx. I come from two drug addicted parents. Um, by all statistics, I shouldn't be here. I should be dead. Um, I've made mistakes in my life and I've come up from them and I refuse to be a victim. Bottom line. I refuse to be a victim. And uh, in my book, you can read about that. I, I, I don't want to go into too much detail. It would take far too long. But <laughs> yeah, you know, South Bronx is a pretty hard place. I had to do a lot of fighting. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Um, so how do you feel about um, the huge racial divide in America today? Yeah, it saddens me. And I, I, I think that this administration, without getting into politics, um, I think that it's just not helped us at all. It's, it's made it worse. And I think that the only people that can stop it is us. We are the only ones. We the people. We have to stop it because it's not true. You know, we're, there, there are prejudices. We all have them. But there's not racism. You know, that, that's something that's a very strong word. And I think that we, in order to stop it, have to do it ourselves. It's one by one, an individual act, you know, and fight for it. And that's a great question. Thank you. Yes. Oh, one here. oh Hi, Stacey. Yes. Um, Hi. I'm a big fan. I actually dressed up as Dion for Halloween last oh. year. So, <laughs> um, uh, I was wondering, what was the turning point for you um, that made you want to be a conservative? Mm -hmm. uh, I voted for uh, Obama in, in 2008, and I realized that he was not doing what I thought he would do. I thought he would unite us in a very profound way, and he didn't. And that saddened me. And I also realized that we were becoming a socialist country, which we're not. We are a capitalist country, and, and that was unacceptable to me. And so I became involved and started paying more attention, and now I'm just fascinated by the whole thing, and I love it. <laughs> I love the good fight. <laughs> yes. I applaud you for your comments. It reaches women of all ages. Thank you. Thank you very much. Could you tell us something about your personal life now, yeah. your family? I am a mother of two. I have a 25-year-old son and a 12-year-old daughter. I am a single mother. Um, and I've been married three times and divorced. So I, I, I do understand that you know, the sanctity of marriage is, is so important now. And I've also made a vow of celibacy. I am no longer having... Um, any uh, extra intercourse outside of marriage. That is something I've decided to do. And I think it is the best thing. Thanks so much for speaking tonight. Thank um, you. Could you share with us uh, maybe a person or two who's had the most significant influence on um, either your conservative thinking or your faith in God? Um, wow. My faith in God, I'd have to say my grandmother who's passed away, um, and God himself. He's always been there for me. I, he's always shown up, especially with my, my son. I had a particular incident happen, which is in my book, with my little boy. Um, and uh, I, I, would, I don't know if I can share that story if it's too much to tell, but um, you know, I was at a very critical time in my life. I was very young, and God actually spoke to me and told me, you know, do not do this thing. Keep your son, and my son is the reason why I'm here today. He saved my life, and that was God. And um, the other question, I'm sorry, oh, um, who influences me and my thinking? I'd have to say Winston Churchill. Yeah, he is someone I'm very fond of, and I read a lot, <laughs> especially when I'm reading those tweets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, Stacy. Hi. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And I heard that you had laryngitis, so I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm getting there. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, so as you can tell, there's a lot of young conservative women in this room. And college age, most of us are dating and, you know, in that phase of our life. What advice would you offer to young women today, especially because it is very difficult yeah. to find quality young yes, men today? Is. <laughs> yeah, I often say, um, I often say to my sister, I wish I could wake up and it be the the 19th century when a man would never even consider making an an intimate, you know, action towards you unless he'd ask you to marry him. Um, and it's sad that that's not where we are. But we as women, we have to stand our ground and demand that of them. That's what I mean. It is we are the ones who make them better men. And that is the only way we do that is by not giving them everything that they want. And you know what I'm talking about. Um, I really, I believe that's the best way. And it's, it's also good for you because it's soul tie. And that's your soul. And, and it will take away from your power. That belongs to you. No one else gets to have that unless they have made a vow to you for the rest of your life. Hi, Stacey. Hi. I wanted to ask about your experience when it kind of became more public that you had transformed into a conservative, you were a recovering liberal. Um, did, you, <laughs> did you receive any pushback from maybe any of your friends that you had in Hollywood? Or could you tell us a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah, I did. I, I, a lot of pushback. I've lost a lot of friends. I, I've lost a lot of friends and family as well. I've lost a lot of family, but that's okay because um, what's most important to me is that I do what's right and that I do what God calls me to do. And um, as long as I'm doing that, then everything else doesn't matter. Thank you so much for speaking today. Um, I just have a question. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about growing some thicker skin. There's a lot of things out there that can offend us and kind of this political correctness climate. And I was just wondering if you have experienced any good tips, if you have any good tips of how to like build that thick skin and be able to withstand, you know, I, I assume you probably have a lot of negativity coming towards you. How do you deal with that negativity? And um, yeah, yeah. Any, any advice on that? I, I, my advice for that is what I told you when I said, go home, think about yourself, think about who you are, what is your value, and talk to God. And God will give you everything that you need, including that thick skin. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone oh. else? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much.